I'm Jamie. And I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie. And Nikisha. Where we share our love for spooky things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Well, welcome everyone. Welcome. Through Jamie's lens. <laughs> yeah, these are my lenses. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you guys need to be watching us on YouTube so you can see all the, the, see all the silly things that we do. <laughs> so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Today is a doozy, guys, and so much to discuss because we are talking about the American found footage horror anthology film, VHS 99. Guilty was a pretty young freshman who went here to TCU maybe 20 years ago. She wanted to join a sorority, our sorority, just like you. And she was desperate and alone. Just like you. (laughs) And the girls took her back here and into the graveyard. And they told her that in order to be a part of their sorority, she had to spend the night buried in a coffin. Only they didn't just leave her there for a night. They left her there for an entire week. And when they finally dug her up, there was no one in it. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to her? No one knows. Some say she just crawled right through into the underworld. And if you listen closely, sometimes you can hear a knocking sound. It's guilty. <laughs> Desperate and alone. Looking for someone awake who she can take back into the underworld to play with. Drink up. Lily, 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 Lily. All the 90s babies in the house, which I don't think is any of us. Well, okay. So <laughs> even though we are 80s babies... Mm-hmm. I would say that our our characters, our like likes and gripes, um, are based <laughs> in '90s pop culture. Like fair, because I feel like you say you're an '80s baby. Like maybe you were born in the '70s and you like grew up in the '80s. Like when you're forming your opinions and when pop culture you influences go. you. Because like in this movie, I wrote down as many. I, I started late, but I wrote down as many references like, as I could possibly find. For sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. This is why producer Brian is here, to clarify all the things. <laughs> for clarify, us. just be an idiot. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, since this is anthology style, there are a lot of people that were involved in this. Uh, so the film features segments from Johannes Roberts, Vanessa and Joseph Winter, Maggie Levine, Tyler McIntyre and Flying Lotus, which I had to look him up. He is an LA-based rapper. Oh, really? Know that? Did you guys mm-hmm. know that? No, I think it's uh, also only when I looked it up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I also think is it Maggie Levin? It is Levin. At literally mm-hmm. right as you were saying that, I was like, I said that wrong. It's I do Maggie that Levin. all the time. So on the other <laughs> podcast that we have listened to at Broad Wasted, um, I will <laughs> listen to our guests' names in interviews over. And over and over again. If they have a more, you know, the, a name that doesn't roll off the tongue is easy. Literally, you have to like do some research because I want to make them feel comfortable. It's their name. Right. Like I wouldn't want somebody saying like 
Well, Nikisha, what if I said your name wrong every single time? Also, if I have been saying it wrong, please don't tell me. Um, <laughs> no, but, in all, but in all seriousness, like I just want no, like everyone, yeah. to, even if it's like Sarah Smith, I want to make sure that it's Sarah Smith, not like Sarah Smith. You know what I mean? Like I got to make sure. <laughs> That's I, perfect. Ryan. I, I would say 85% of the time I still mess up the name <laughs> no matter what. I'll be like, okay, it's yes. Hakuna Matata. And like, I'll be like, and welcome our guest, Hakuna Matata. I'll be like, what are you doing, Brian? That is not what you practiced for an hour before this call. Anyway, sorry, I'm done. Uh, sometimes is- I hear you doing that. I hear you both practicing it and then also getting mad at yourself because you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that note, follow That's us on yeah. social media uh, yes. at Talk Horror Pod. <laughs> Hi YouTube, follow us on YouTube. You get on YouTube, you get to see all my new fun pops. Like I got this new yeah. Sam pop sitting uh, with the pumpkin and his bag. Uh, so I thought you know we're doing anthologies today, so I figured I'd bust out the anthology. And then Absolutely. my new favorite Funko pop, the uh, Would You Like to Live Deliciously, the um, yes. goat from uh, Black Phillip VVH. from the uh, the VVH, the witch. Um, I love him <laughs> so much. Uh, and that's what you get when you join us on uh, on YouTube. Anyway, back to you, Nikisha. Yeah, fantastic. All I have is a Freddy shirt, but he's here <laughs> saying hi to everyone <laughs> with a beautiful rainbow behind uh, him. <laughs> dreams do come true. <laughs> okay, so VHS 99, this is the fifth installment in the VHS chain, and it is a Shudder original movie. And we'll talk about our relationship uh, with the movies later on if we have watched them all. But obviously heavy spoilers for this movie. And we might dig in a little bit into the other ones. But definitely, if you have not watched this movie, go to Shudder. Also, first, just email them and say Talking Horror wants to partner (laughs) with them. Then watch the movie. Most importantly. (laughs) Most importantly. Then watch the movie and then listen to Mm -hmm. us. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you won't be spoiled. Any trigger warnings, Jamie? Um, I mean, without going into all of them, there's a lot of insides on the outside. Um, there is, uh, who there are, uh, representations of hell. There are the undead. There are lots of different spooky, spooky, scary things. There's a lot of unsettling images, torture, uh, Mm. you know, uh, yeah, body parts that are in different places than body parts should be, uh, or not looking their best. Um, uh, yeah. Possess possessions. I I think I covered everything. Lonely people. I would say lonely people. (laughs) And if skateboarding is triggering for you, there's a lot of skateboarding in this. Mm. Oh, pranks. Not, Mm. I don't like a lot of prank stuff. Um, especially when it just like, I mean, a lot of it is very mean spirited and like they don't know what, where the limit is and they just like keep pushing and pushing. Um, so there's a lot of that. Um, and, uh, and voyeurism. Mm. Yes. All good, all good things that we will mm-hmm. dig deep into. Uh, but first let's talk about some things that we have watched throughout the week. Brian, Jamie, you got some stuff for us. Yeah, um, we finally watched the Hell House sequel, uh, Hell House to <laughs> the Abaddon Hotel. Yeah, mm-hmm. Abaddon Boogaloo. The Abaddon Boogaloo bungalow. <laughs> <laughs> Boogaloo. Yes, let's get into it. How was it? 
Um, it was fine. It was like, I mean, the story kind of continues, um, like continues to be found footage, um, with like the same through line of like the, the spooky Abaddon hotel. Um, but I mean, I thought it was like a solid, a solid sequel that doesn't necessarily compare to the first one, but like Mm. it had its moments. It had some, it had some good, um, some good scares. I don't know, okay. Brian. Um, I think that the acting in the second one is truly bad, and it really takes you out of it. Um, Update. So, like, the first maybe 20 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is, when, like, there's a lot of exposition happening, like, the acting is not strong enough to make, like, a lot of that boring exposition interesting. Um, mm. But once they get into, like, the spooks and, like, the actual found footage element, like, all that – it totally makes up for like what it was doing beforehand. So I, I okay. enjoyed it, but I was definitely distracted by like the poor acting. Um, uh, and, uh, but the spook still got me. I definitely jumped a lot. You know, it's still a super good time. And then mm-hmm. I would also argue that um, the first movie's concept is so strong that it is good enough to kind of carry over into a second movie um, and the first one is an all-time favorite found footage movies of mine. Um, oh, okay. We only yeah. watched it a couple of years ago for the first time uh, from suggestions on, like, other podcasts and TikTok and, and Instagram. Um, and mm-hmm. Jamie and I absolutely, you know, loved it. Uh, I speak for both of us. I hope that is true. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the nice. acting in this one definitely leads something to be des- leaves something to be desired. So um, uh, I'll, I'll just say that. But I, I, I dug it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Cool. Was that, did y'all watch any more things or that was like the highlight? Not highlight. <laughs> um, I think that was the highlight. I mean, we watched like, oh, we well, did we watch watched VH- VHS too. Oh, okay. Yes. Because, t- remind me of the order again. Sure. So, so it's VHS, mm-hmm. VHS 2, mm-hmm. VHS Viral, VHS 94, VHS mm-hmm. 99, which we're talking about today. And then next year we're getting VHS 85. Got it. I don't think I've ever seen anything for VHS uh, viral. Because I always forget that uh, one. The worst of all of them. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Jamie's seen it. I can't even uh, honestly remember if I saw it or not. And I might have blocked it out. <laughs> Fantastical. Oh, I do. I do have something. I thought that I didn't, as far as this segment uh, in our podcast goes. But you guys, we found a haunted house in Baltimore. So today, after the show, they're staying open late for us. Wow! So that we can go through the haunt. It's called Nevermore Haunt in Baltimore. Oh, that makes sense. Super excited. Is yes, it's like Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always so, forget that's what the Baltimore Ravens are named for. You just wait, really? <laughs> oh yeah, they're the Ravens because Edgar Allan Poe is from the Baltimore area. Oh my God! Why didn't I know that? Wow! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Whoa! Changed. Well. <laughs> Whoa! I did not expect this VHS ninety nine episode <laughs> to blow your mind. Wait, that no, just reminded me of also what we did recently. Me too. Go for it, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> we 
We went to a haunted house. <gasps> Where? So exciting. We went to we went to Bates Motel, the one that we were all oh, supposed no. to do last yes. year. Yeah. So last year it got rained out. Yeah, last year Nikisha, Jamie, and I were supposed to go to Bates Motel on like Halloween uh, yeah. Eve, like the thirtieth. Um, yeah. and it was, uh, it was raining and since it's all outside, it was, it was, we, we couldn't go. We went to another one, which is fun. It was like Fright Factory or something like that. I mm-hmm. think that's what it's called. Anyway, uh, Nikisha, guess what? Oh God. It's, what? It's the best haunted attraction we've ever been to. It was incredible. It's like a plus plus. I'm going to cry on this podcast. <laughs> Actual tears all day because... Wow. I mean, I'm so happy for you guys, and I'm so jealous at the same time. <laughs> oh, man. how okay, okay, you don't have to get into it because eventually I'll be there and experience the thing. But just tell me, how long did it take you to get through the attraction? Um, so it had three different, like, specific haunts that were all separate. So it had a haunted hayride. And then it brings you into this like little square area and you can either do the haunted like scarecrow walk or mm-hmm. the actual haunted house. Um, and so you can do all, all three total. Right. And I think we were there, our time started at like seven thirty, and I think we left at like nine something. Oh, it was like a word. substantial amount of time. Yeah. So it's really cool. It's set up. So it's about like 45 minutes outside of Philadelphia. So we drove okay. there, you park in like the field, it's on a working farm. You get there, you wait in line to like get, you know, metal detector, get checked in. Then they immediately put you on the hayride line. We were probably on the hayride line for like 15, 20 minutes. And then you get on the hayride, but the hayride is like 20 minutes. It is a long hayride and you're through the woods. Each area that they set up is immaculately set up. It's it's so it's uh, some parts are genuinely scary. Some parts are just impressed by what they've done. The yeah. animatronic monsters that they have coming out of the woods are super cool. Um, this is not a joke. There are people dressed as ghosts on zip lines going over the hayride. Um, <laughs> it was wild. And each segment, each section is like a mine or um, a, like a gas station, a broken down town. There was an asylum that, like in the in the woods that you're going through. And then... Uh-huh. I, there was one moment where I'm sitting in the cart and I see out of the corner of my eyes someone dressed up as like a demon hiding, ready to like scare you. And so I was looking to my right and then I turned to my left to see who it's going to scare. And it's right here in my face and I screamed. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> I um, laughed. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jamie did more laughing at me getting scared than she was getting scared herself. That's the best part, though. Yeah. Truly is why I tell, bring all my friends to watch all these horror movies uh, with me because I just want to sure. watch them and laugh. <laughs> then, <laughs> oh, my God. Then you're put into this square and you have a choice between two other major attractions, the actual Bates Motel, and then they mm-hmm. have a scarecrow walk. The scarecrow walk is through their cornfield. It's not a maze. It's like it's it's one way. Um, yeah. But each like there, like you walk through the the maze. Excuse me, it's not a maze. You walk through the cornfield for a little bit. Then yes. you get to like a landing area where there's like a haunted house structure. You go through that mm. one, and they scare you. There was one where there was this awesome animatronic statue. I was looking at it; it was great. What I didn't see was that there was someone in between the statue's legs ready to scare me and got me <laughs> good. Oh no! <laughs> that's also really nice when you're so distracted by something else that's 
cool and interesting that you get scared out of the blue because you're just so enamored with everything mm-hmm. else that's happening. Oh it's man. The best time. The best scare there though, <laughs> I'll tell you right now was there was a circus area and you would go as a, you, there, when there was a clown dressed up behind bars and you're just like, you know, like it was scary. Cause like the clown is makeup is amazing. He's like looking at you as you're walking by, but what you don't mm-hmm. know is that the bars are elastic. So he pops out of the jail with like the bars still <laughs> around him. It's so scary. It was so good. And then you go into the Bates Motel. The motel is just like a standard scary scary haunted house, and it's really good. Yes. But, Jamie, tell them about the craziest thing they had there that actually relates to VHS 99. Oh. Wait, now I, do, I actually have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, the thing the, – <laughs> The thing that we saw that we didn't do. I was do. like, the apple cider donuts. Oh, oh yeah. Um, so not the apple cider donuts. So as just like a random other thing that they had, for $5, you could go on what they called the coffin ride, where they literally had coffins. They also had a queen-size coffin for you and someone else. They would shut you in. And the whole, they pump in sounds of what it sounds like to like actually be buried and yes. and you hear it and the whole thing actually moves. So like the, you're inside, you're hearing them, you know, load the coffin into the hearse. You're hearing mm-hmm. the people like talking around you and like, you know, wishing, like saying their last wishes to you. You're yes. hearing them and feeling them in the in the hearse moving around dumping mm. you into the ground you're you're hearing and feeling the sounds of like the dirt being poured on top of you yeah all yeah. of that all of that you know i went to an attraction that had that exact same thing really really yes I was like, you're talking about it. I was like, that sounds so familiar. But I know it. I, I have not been to the one that you guys have went to because I would have remembered that hayride <laughs> off the top. But there was a, a, a place that I went to that had that exact same thing. And you go and you're, you're laying in the coffin by yourself and you're feeling the things. And yet I just specifically remember the sounds of dirt being poured on top of, of the coffin and how <clears throat> creepy that was and even though you know it's fake it's still very it's very um disorienting because you're still in a enclosed dark space so like whatever else is happening you're still just like stuck in one spot and that's scary enough for me I don't like Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. but that sounds like the best time I'm so glad that you guys got to finally experience yeah so Bates Motel highly suggested by Talking Horror okay Mm -hmm. I'll let you guys know how Nevermore is. I'm sure it won't yeah. be exactly like that, but if it's still something good in the Baltimore area, we'll we'll circle back. Oh, we beautiful. We, I don't know if we talked about. We also went to Eastern State Penitentiary their Halloween night. Did we talk about? I think that you here? talked about going, but you didn't t- like tell me that your experience. Oh. Yeah, that was fun. Well, we could talk about that another time, but that was really fun. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so many great spooky things happening. It's a fun time. So, are we ready to get into it? All things VHS 99? Yes. Well, we have our our segment that is likes and gripes, but we're going to do it a little bit differently. So I'm going to throw it over to producer Brian to explain how we are going to break down this movie on this episode. Break it down. Sure. Wicked, wicked. And now our likes and gripes. So what we're going to do is (laughs) we're going to do this a little bit differently. Uh, For likes and gripes, we are going to 
we all made a list of the of how we ranked these individual segments. So as a reminder, in order of you know, uh, in order of how they appear in the movie, it's shredding. Shredding is the one with the uh, the friends rack um, who break into um, the uh, the place where um, the band Bitch Cat was killed, and they want to play on their stage, and things go a little bit haywire. Then we have Suicide Bid, which is the sorority burying the girl alive. Then we have Ozzy's Dungeon, which is the '90s game show turned. Uh, revenge thriller then we have the gawkers which is the boys are staring at the woman living across the street and then we have to helen back starring our absolute favorite mabel the skullbiter um, mabel mabel so oh. so we have those um we rank them and what we're gonna do is we're gonna go around from five to one and when each segment is said once by each of us that's when we'll talk about it so, for instance, yeah. if I say suicide bid first, Nikisha says suicide bid first, and then Jamie says Ozzy's Dungeon, uh, we wouldn't talk about suicide bid until Jamie got to it in her list because it's been said twice, so on and so forth. Hopefully this works and makes sense. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's get started um, with this. Uh, let's, uh, let's start with number five. Um, why don't we go, Nikisha, why don't you go first for number five? Okay, number five for me was the Gawkers. Wasn't super into it. <laughs> okay, Jamie? Um, number five for me was also the Gawkers. <laughs> oh, interesting, interesting. <laughs> uh, number five for me was Shredding. Oh, mm. Brian. Sorry, Brian, sorry. Brian, Brian. Brian. All right, so now we're moving <laughs> on to our fourth one. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, our fourth one. Nikisha, why don't you go first? Shredding. So that's two for shredding. Okay. Mm -hmm. My fourth pick was Suicide Bid. Mm. Well, my fourth pick was The Gawkers. So we're talking about Hi. The Gawkers. Yay. <laughs> See, this, this is fun, right? Yeah, good, good. Mm -hmm. um, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So. So. Just to give uh, who this was written by, and then we can fully discuss what was happening. So The Gawkers was written by Chris Lee Hill and Tyler McIntyre, and it was directed by uh, Tyler McIntyre. And this so, is also <clears throat> what we find out, just, just for like plot purposes or whatnot, every VHS movie really has a... Um, a narrative linking them and this one was kind of like a stop motion animation uh um army guys tied in with like it was taped over like infomercials from the 90s and stuff like that and what we find mm -hmm. out is that the younger brother of the gawkers segment is actually the one who was recording those stop motions so the narrative segment really bleeds into the gawkers and then the whole thing ends with the gawkers going back to the gawkers and the battery dying essentially um just just mm -hmm. that's why we're not doing a narrative segment here this actually worked out very well um <laughs> cool uh so go for it gawkers why yeah i will say it was five for me just because i i it was predictable of course the person that they are looking at is going to be someone that they don't expect it to be and what I will say is what drew me to the first VHS movie was that 
everything seemed so unpredictable. As wacky as it was, I was into it because I didn't know what was going to happen next. And this one, because it was just so predictable, it didn't stay with me and I wasn't invested uh, in in any of the kids. Also, it was just really creepy behavior and I'm never invested in that um, kind of behavior. So yeah, that's why it was number five for me. What about you, Jamie? Yeah, similar. Um, I feel like, I mean, <clears throat> I, you know, I guess there's like a part of me that's like, okay, maybe developmentally, like, of course, I'm going to go through like the mental health angle of like young teenage boys, you know, fixating on being attracted to somebody and like (laughs) how extreme they go with it because of that fixation. But for me as an adult woman, uh, it's very uncomfortable to just like continually watch them watch her and like very unsettling. And like, for me, like the payoff was okay. Um, so I didn't, again, I think I've made it like abundantly clear that I'm kind of over all the like historical tropes that, you know, really, uh, like that, that are just overly sexual or like overly harmful and like to Mm -hmm. what end. And like, I don't know, I, that doesn't do it for me as much anymore when it comes to horror. So like this just kind of didn't get me as excited or, I don't know, riled up even in any kind of way. I was just like, okay, meh, whatever. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. They all got got. They all got got. (laughs) Brian? (laughs) Yeah, I thought it's low for me because I thought it was predictable. Um, I think that especially when they showed the uh, stone heads in the driveway, like, and the fact that she was Mm -hmm. overtly, like, being, she was sexualizing herself. Um, on the street, like, because mm. early on in that mm. summer, I was like, this doesn't feel normal. Like, someone to, like, be washing the car like that and then, like, being performative in, like, what they're doing felt very um, fake and felt like it was written mm. by a, bo- a sexy, like, a boy who thought, like, these things were sexy. So that I'm glad the ending paid off in that way, that, like, there was a reason behind all of that. But it was pretty predictable. Mm. The only reason I put it ahead of shredding is because it had the narrative tied in. I thought that was kind of clever. Um, how like, mm-hmm. and, and that's a little bit, I never saw viral, but that's different than the other ones. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the only reason I'm actually rethinking about it, uh, thinking about it again and thinking like maybe this shredding is least we could talk about when we get to once we say shredding. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I'm thinking maybe it should have been five, uh, but I'm, I'm putting it as a four as of now, because it also, it also, now that I think about it, it also like, it also copied a lot of what shredding did. We spent a lot of time in shredding, um, like mm-hmm. with rack with Rachel. Uh, uh, we'll talk about when we get there. Um, yeah. with all of them. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I think that, uh, this one, because it did a lot of that same things like, yo, friends being dumb together. Um, and then it mm-hmm. got into a different story. So yeah, that's why I put it for Cause it had the narrative. Cool. So now number three for everyone? Yeah, number three for everybody. Um, Nikisha, why don't you go first? Three for me was to hell and back. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All right, Jamie? Um, Three for me was Ozzy's Dungeon. Okay. 
Uh, three for me was a suicide bid. Okay. So All right. Two, two for suicide so bid. Shredding has yeah. two. Suicide bid has two. Ozzy's dungeon has one. We're done with the gawkers, and to Helen back has one. Okay. All right. It seems like this round we're gonna we're gonna talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, Nikisha, what was your number two? Ozzy's dungeon. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jamie, what was your number two? My number two was shredding. Okay. Hey. We are talking about shredding. Now, just as a reminder, um, uh, I put it as my number five. Nikisha, yours is four. Mm-hmm. And then Jamie's was two, was two. Um, oh wow! So <laughs> how about who wants to go? Jamie goes first because she has it the highest, maybe. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, I really liked this. Um, I first of all, Bitch Cat, great name. I want to start a band. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though, like, yes, it was very pranky. Like I said, that I don't I don't like pranks. I'm like this the old person, like, get off my lawn. <laughs> yes. Um, but I do feel like the everyone gets their just desserts. I also just generally like the build-up stuff I thought was so funny and clever and like really captured that like 90s aesthetic punk rock era. And also like mm. this, like in terms of pranks, because I do feel like there is a, a there is a through line of pranks happening in other in in some of these other ones, but with this one, like it also felt really like the the golden age of like jackass of like mm. the pranks that they like. This really felt the most time oriented. Like I re- I was like, oh, this really feels like I'm watching something from the '90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like I also really enjoyed the music. Um, and I also really enjoyed the end when, after all of them get murdered, um, they all end up disconnected, reanimated and playing the music at the end. So this, I don't know why, I mean, this just really did it for me. I was, I was very pleased by it. Uh, and, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, it was fun, but to me, and, and I do agree with you, Jamie, about the 90s aesthetic because that grunge goth, it was so integral in, in, in the 90s. And I think that they did capture it in a really great way. And I do like your point about the, the pranking and jackass because that's definitely it. But it just seemed a little too overdone. And this one for me, the prosthetics of it all made me kind of wonder, um, are you playing to how prosthetics and, and things were made like in the 90s in this movie or is it just hmm. low quality in general? You know, hmm. and I don't know what that answer is. If you are trying to feed into just the 90s aesthetic all around, then okay, great, yes. But this is still a movie that was made in twenty. 22 I think that the 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 gore and the limbs and things could have been a little bit better to me it felt like they bought a bunch of stuff from spirit halloween threw some extra blood on it and it's like here you go <laughs> my opinion but again if that yeah. was the aesthetic and the vibe for being it all in the 90s then you have captured it and great um but the storyline to me just wasn't 
super interesting. The only thing I did like about it was just the aesthetic of the nineties and the goth. And, and that song was a bop. I did like it. It's a good little, <laughs> good little groove. <laughs> One of my notes yeah. is, is bitch cat on Spotify? <laughs> um somebody make that happen please yeah the one thing about this one is i i i i still don't know i can't mm. figure out if it actually felt like 99 or mm. it felt put on like 99 you know like mm. i couldn't tell if it felt like a period piece where like you know that these are contemporary actors like dressing up like they're from the 90s and like doing 90 things like these like like mm-hmm. this real world video, like at the beginning and stuff like that versus like, did it actually feel like a lived in 1999? I'm still not sure, nor do I care because like, I still got the vibes from it and the tone, but I'm just curious about that. Um, I thought it was too short. I thought we'd spent way too much time making fun of the nineties and there wasn't enough time actually in the, um, the club and like picking them off one by one. Um, mm. also I was, I was very confused as if the boy, um, actually got away with his spices. I have to watch it again to see if he was playing the drums or not because he threw the he spice. He was playing the drums. Yeah. As a dead yeah. person. I think he like stopped. I think, yeah, I think he stopped one and then they, the rest of them got him. See, that's also mm-hmm. a bummer. Like he should have, in my opinion, like he should have been spared. Also, I don't think editing wise, they made it clear that he didn't leave. And then all of a sudden he's like there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. like in the corner scared. Yes. yes like absolutely. I thought part of me was like, I was excited that he left. I thought it was a it more clever out. choice that because of like who he is and he went home to get the spices and whatnot, that like he left and the other three were, were done like that, done dirty like that. I think it would have been mm-hmm. interesting if like maybe he was questioned at the end as to what happened to them or something like that. But like, I just think that that story, while the, 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 tearing apart of everybody and like the like actual like zombie punk rockers were super rockers were super cool. I just think that that story need no pun in, yeah pun intended needed a little bit more mm. fleshing out. Mm. <laughs> yes. All the flesh. Yeah. Beautiful. So now our number ones. No, we need to finish what our twos, that? I think. Oh, you you have to do two. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so my yeah. number 2 is to hell and back. So that's only two for that, right? Yeah. So now we have two wow. for Suicide Bid, Ozzy's Dungeon, and To Hell and Back. So Nikisha's going first, and I'm I think we can d- deduce that yours is Suicide Bid. Yeah. All right. Oh, we didn't say, uh, sorry. Um uh uh Shredding was Shredding. written and directed by Maggie Levin. Yes. Mm. Cool. All right, Suicide Bid, Johannes Roberts. Go for it, Nikisha. It's your number one. Why? <sighs> okay. I was going between this and Ozzy's Dungeon, but I was just trying to think of the scares, the context. Of course, this is an overdone hazing situation, but I thought that the story in general was more, in Brian's words, fleshed out than some of the other ones. And... Maybe also because um, me being a little bit claustrophobic, that was the one that gave me the most anxiety and was the most tension driven because when she was laying in that coffin and the water was coming in, I just couldn't. Mm. I, that was the end for me. <laughs> mm. uh, that 
I don't care who jumped out. I, there didn't even need to be a monster for me. You just being in a coffin and knowing that you have no way out, that's scary enough uh, for me. Um, but yeah, it's, and, and I liked that at the end, just randomly, the other girls are like, we're not going to speak of this. First off, why did you wait that long to go back to the grave? Like there was no need. You could have waited like 30 minutes for the police to go totally. away and then dig that girl back up. Crazy. But anyway, I also enjoyed the fact that they're like, you will never speak of this again. And then they all just wake up in the, <laughs> in the coffins. And she's like, yes, I'm going to bring bring her back all of her, you know, sorority sisters. And we're all going to be zombies under here. Um, and Jamie talks about the through line of, um, maybe it was a through line of pranks is what you said. You were talking about a through line between. Mm-hmm. I liked the through line of, it, it's the legend of something. You know, the legend of oh. the band that got crushed or the legend of the girl who got buried alive, the Medusa, you know, all the stuff like that. So I, I oh, that's, like that through line. that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So out of all of those things, I think that I liked the legend of this better. It seemed definitely like a nineties thing to do, you know, here's, here's this prank. Let's go be in a graveyard and very, um, you know, and and cultish with the sororities, you know, craft the craft kind of vibe. Like I, I dig it. Uh, so yeah, that's why this was my my favorite one. That's interesting because also on top of that, like I feel like we've talked a lot about how a lot of '90s movies, um, slashers specifically, are like urban legend based. And so this mm-hmm. kind of like subconsciously like made me feel comfortable in that way. That's that's fascinating. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Because you know you kind of know what to expect, but it was still giving you what is is needed as far as the, the the through line of the story. I felt like there was a beginning, middle, and end, and it was very clear, and you know everything was presented in an understandable, yeah. cohesive manner. Cool. So I yeah. had, I'll go next because I had it just below you at um at well number three for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, I, I like this one. Um, I agree with you. It was this, maybe one of the scariest because of the claustrophobia when she opened up the box to the spiders, that was freaky deaky. Um, mm. and, uh, I didn't like that. I thought that like Mm-mm. Jamie said something to me, Jamie said something to me at the beginning of that one that like has stuck with me. Um, she said something to the fact of like, when you're the only one drinking, you need to be like, what was it? What'd you say? Oh, I think I just said like, if she's the only one drinking, then she needs to realize something is wrong. Mm-hmm. She was the only one in that situation mm-hmm. that was like, they kept telling her drink, drink, drink. And like, she was right. already, she already seemed pretty drunk. Like when she arrived. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was just like a red flag. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's so true. I do like that. They added the supernatural element to this one because it, cause it could have just been a straightforward burial thing. Um, again, this one was short, probably could have been fleshed out a little bit more, but I think it was, a. I think it was more, um, that's why I have it above shredding. Um, because I think that it was a little bit more fleshed out in general. Um, Mm -hmm. my gripe with this is I just don't believe that anyone would jump into that, um, that, uh, that pit with the water before taking off their varsity jacket. Um, <laughs> but like they were yes mm-hmm. yeah but they mm-hmm. definitely it seemed crazy they waited so long um to like go mm-hmm. back there um but yeah I, I think that just like the setup was straightforward i like that it was just in three parts it was literally just well, four parts it was in the this is who this person is 
being mean to the per- roommate that like is actually their only friend because I feel like that is something mm-hmm. that we've all done at some point. Um, mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe just me, great. Um, and then um, <laughs> I think that the second part is just like the story amping her up. The third one is her actually in the coffin, and then the fourth one is kind of like the fallout, with, you know, and then the twist and all of that. So I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was straightforward, and I like these. This one felt like the um, oh, you haven't seen VHS ninety four, right, Nikisha? Mm-mm. Okay, I'll stop mm. then. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll go with that, uh, Jamie. Um, so this was hard because like, I also did really like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and like <clears throat> in a perfect world, I probably would have tied this with Ozzy's dungeon. Um, yes. but yeah, like I think, I think that it's a, it's a good story. The, um, this, the, the main scare first of just being buried alive is terrifying enough. So like, you know, just the, the fear around that. And then, you know, getting the, it's like a a nice treat at the end that there is also the supernatural element. So like adding on to what's already established is something that's very scary. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought that the visual, uh, of the, of, um, what was her name? Guillotine. Um, which apparently I, I looked it up before it's a, it's a Lithuanian, uh, demonic being, the goddess of death, also known as the Reaper. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, um, okay. you know, fun fact, uh, yeah. shout out, shout out to, uh, Lithuania. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it, I also like, I'd never heard of this phrase of like suicide bid, but I was like, they didn't make that up. That's gotta be a real thing. So it's just right. like, you know, thinking about what, what does it take to, um, you know, to, to fit in and to like join, um, a group and, and like, what does that mean socially? Um, so like there, there is something to like me as an adult person now at this stage in my life, like, no, I'm not going to climb into a coffin to make friends, but like as a, as an 18 year old, like, who knows what kind of stupid stuff I would have done to mm. like make those connections because mm-hmm. like my brain's not fully formed and that the, the not necessarily being popular, but like the social element is just so important at that point in your life. Sure. So, um, yeah. so I was like really bought into it. I, I really liked it. Um, yeah. I don't really have anything bad to say. I just had to make a hard decision, you know? I understand. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right. Well, Jamie, what's your number one? So we can talk about that one. Yeah. So my number one is to Helen back. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, <laughs> I just love Mabel. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Can I actually talk about it though? Outside of yes. just Yeah. So to Helen back was written and directed by Vanessa and Joseph winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. So, I love this one. I really, it's funny. There's another podcast I was listening to that was like horror comedy, like doesn't always count as true horror, which like, I think this segment is a great example of how like wrong that statement is. You can have a really solid horror, horror story and like have the comedy elements there. And it, in my opinion, like it doesn't take away from it being scary and and I think it just adds, I think it adds an element of realness despite this being like them being dragged to hell and trying to find their way back because like there is, we use humor as a defense mechanism against fear. 
Like that's mm-hmm. like very, that's, that's real. So I, I think saying that like there isn't comedy or humor in, in the scary moments is like not accurate because like we can't handle the scary moments. We'll do what we can to avoid them. So like when you see that fully fleshed out, like I think, you know, we talked about barbarian, like no spoilers, mm-hmm. but there are, there are, there happen to be some moments of levity that I think when it's built into the narrative, you know, it, it gives you that moment to breathe. You can also have movies like smile again, no spoilers, but where it's like just constantly keeping you on edge. But I really appreciate a good, well-rounded story that can offer the element of like humor. Um, anyway, I'll get off my, that was, that was a parlor talk. Um, (laughs) I, So sorry. Um, I loved Mabel. I thought that she was great. I thought that these two guys like Nate and Troy were super clever. I also thought that the witches were like kind of funny because it, you can't really tell if they like know what they're doing Mm. and the woman, and then you have like the element of the woman who's like, yeah, I'm going to sacrifice myself for like, I'm going to be the vessel. But I'm like, does she actually like, is this like, does she know that? whether or not they know what they're doing. Like they're, it's like not totally clear. And then like they actually get to hell and like, it's all just like chaotic and, and you can't really see anything and they're Mm -hmm. just like running and they got pitchforks. And like, it's just, I I just thought that it was really, really clever. Um, and then the idea of like Mabel's like, you know, Mabel sacrificing herself for them and, and being like, just don't forget to write my name in the book. And that's like the last thing. I also love that he, uh, that one of them ends up in the body of the woman that was sacrificing herself. Yeah. Um, that was hysterical. Um, but yeah, then they both get killed and the witches are then like arguing about like why it went wrong. And he's still like, you know, his last dying thing is like putting her name in the book. And then I don't know if you stuck around for through the credits, but at the very end of the credits, you can hear the witches doing the ritual again, but this time they're doing Mabel, 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 Mabel mm. to actually try to bring her to earth. So I loved it. Yeah. It it was just such a fun time. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed this one. Nice. <laughs> now, um, Brian, what was it for you? What number? Number two, this? but it really tied okay. for number one. I just had to make a choice. <clears throat> I, 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 <laughs> I totally agree with everything Jamie said. I think that the balance of humor and like actual spooks was spectacular. Uh, Mabel, the skull biter, is truly my favorite. She's like a little hmm. bit golem, a little bit like high school performance. Um, I absolutely <laughs> that, that whole the whole thing yeah. felt like you were doing like hell on stage at a high school show. Like, like, and I mean that in the best yeah. way possible. It was very campy. Absolutely. It was very like homemade. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was super fun, super silly. I thought the two of the boys were very, I, I feel like it was, it was fast, but it was fleshed out. Like I knew what was happening at all times. I loved the effect of like the lightning going then seeing like the big demon and then seeing all, all different kinds of devil demons. That was super fun. I like the twist at the end that he was put in the woman's body. Um, I love Mabel. Uh, this one really just was very pleasing. And the fact that it was uh, the last one left a really nice taste in my mouth. Even though I enjoyed this movie overall, that one left a really nice taste in my mouth. And I think it was the best balance of, and I, I, and honestly, I like the fact that the only thing about it was that like, it was, you know, New Year's Eve on 1999. Like it didn't feel any mm. more or less, you know, uh, 90s than the other ones. 
Um, but except for her fun, yeah. uh, fu- that old woman's fun glasses. Those glasses. <laughs> yeah. Y2K. <laughs> yeah, I had this at number three, and I did dig the comedy aspect of it. And this one to me had the best jump scare, which was when the demon first popped up and he was behind the TV. Mm. Uh, oh, that, that got me good. Really good. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was the best jump scare of, of the of the whole one for me. Uh, mm. Yeah, it it was it was fun. It just was so campy that I got a little bit out of it, but I appreciated it for what it was. R.I.P. Mabel, she's wonderful. <laughs> um, it was a fun thing to watch, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed the concept of the demon getting cast out and bringing two live souls with them. Because I don't think we ever see that a lot of the time. Mm. It's either just people being possessed here on Earth and what's happening like here on Earth, and not necessarily someone by accident just getting taken back <laughs> with with the mm-hmm. other demon. So I thought that was a wonderful concept. I would love to see that in a fully realized situation via maybe the conjuring type situation. Um, hmm. I think that sure. would, that would be a really fun thing to watch, but yeah. Cool. Good. All right. And my number one, and now the move, the segment that we'll talk about is Ozzy's dungeon. Yeah. So Ozzy's dungeon uh, was uh, written by Zoe Cooper and flying Lotus. And it was directed by flying Lotus. Uh, I guess I'll go first since it was my number one. Mm-hmm. I thought it just, I think the bottom line, I think it, there are two reasons why I love this one the most. The first is nostalgia. This like mm-hmm. double dare Legends of the Hidden Temple game show that I grew up watching and it never took itself seriously in a way that like, well, the show itself took itself seriously, but like it was treated as kind of like a farce of the 90s whether or not you like that like i said at the beginning if we're supposed to believe this was done in the 90s like that didn't feel like it was the 90s it felt like we were making fun of the 90s which was totally fine for me even if that doesn't mm-hmm. fulfill fulfill excuse me the premise of this in general um because none of us remember that tv show because it's not real they'll therefore it's not it's fake like it, this doesn't feel like it's an actual tape that they found in 1999 because it's not real and i was okay with letting that go because it was so much fun and funny to watch um and then the midway twist and that they're making him watch the video um because if you he made that ace ventura joke during the thing which ace ventura came out like years before um 1999 in the 90s so like Mm -hmm. then that fine i was like that's weird that this is taking place like not in 99 um and then you have 99 happening where they're, they captured the, um, the host um, and torturing mm-hmm. him because the girl broke her leg in such a way that like it just ruined her life and her family's life. And so they're taking revenge on him. Um, I just thought that it was so funny. I thought it was the characters were very vivid. Even the mother during the game show in the audience and everyone holding her back and like how she was, was wonderful. I thought that like the way that they were getting revenge on him was great. So this really has three twists. The first twist is that spoiler alerts. The first twist is that like, he's just watching a video and that the family's actually like seeking their revenge on him. And then the mm-hmm. um, other twist is that there's actually um, an Aussie who grants wishes 
and like everyone's praying to him. And then the third twist is that like the girl just wishes for whatever the hell she wants to wish for, which is like to get back at everyone who like has f- focused so much on this trauma. Um, mm. And I loved everything about it. I thought it was campy, fun, smart, spooky in some places, um, uh, over the, way over the top, uh, really fleshed so out. Top. This was my favorite segment uh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, this was number two for me. Excuse me. And I was going back and forth between if this was going to be number one or not for all the reasons Mm. that you've said, Brian, but what you missed importantly, which is, I think, the best line in the whole movie. You don't want to get dunked on, fool. Oh, oh man, that segment, uh, just the mother, when the mother gets overheated with her heart condition and needs to take her shirt oh, off. Oh my God. And then she's just getting so worked up and she keeps like saying these one-liners yeah. and like the husband's like, like still trying to like keep his like Christian composure while they're doing these yes. very horrible things is truly yes. a spectacular dynamic that added layers to this entire segment. <laughs> it, it was... It was wonderful, and uh, it truly just brought me back to all of the shows that I loved watching, you know, Guts, and uh, I wrote down, like, a list of all of them. Figure It Out, that was one of my favorite ones, Uh, and Double Dare. Ugh, so Mm -hmm. good. But, yeah, loved it for for all of those things, and the the twist at the end, and, uh, you know, in watching it, and knowing kind of who directed it, and we kind of had this discussion a little bit before we started the podcast, but just the idea of having the star child trying to get the whole family out and how much pressure that can be mm-hmm. on one person. And so it is interesting that at the end, her wish is kind of like everyone else is being destroyed because of, you know, they pushed her to this limit. Maybe she didn't even want to be that person that was kind of leading the charge to get her family out of it. Also just kind of the side commentary of the host and um, ignoring the girl. So like you have this black girl and then you have this white guy and they're the last two people. And he's like giving a high five to the white guy and she's just standing there waiting to get high five. And he just leaves her hanging. And he makes fun of Detroit the whole time, but he's like, like like, California's great. Like, Oh, you're from that hellhole Detroit. Like, like right. oh you drove here you can't fly you poor person exactly totally. oh my god exactly. <laughs> yeah so uh, you know it's interesting to have those little tidbits yeah of of commentary uh in there that's still in such a way that the whole thing is still comedic it's still the the twists are still meaningful uh yeah and that's it's really why i I enjoyed it. I mean, the minute I saw the game show, I was like, oh, I'm going to like this. Sure. Yeah. Same. <laughs> this one a lot. Jamie. Oh, man. So this segment made me deeply, deeply, deeply uncomfortable. And that mm. that's why it went out over suicide bid. But like, I, I just, I mean, yeah, I had to give it credit for making me feel the way that I still feel. Mm. Um, I'm just like so deeply disturbed. Like there was just, Everything that was happening was just wildly disturbing and kept getting progressively more disturbing. It was like, it was also really hard to watch like the things that I do have nostalgia for, like the same things that you were talking about be, Mm -hmm. uh, like twisted. It, It was like a, like a fucked up version of all the things that I loved. And then it like, it, it, 
it messed with my nostalgia of like, oh, but I like these things, but this is making me not like these things. Like, how do I deal with this? It was so uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. I was just like progressively more uncomfortable with the mom. And then like this poor daughter who's just been through this like trauma and like still has to let carry around the physical reminder of this trauma that happened. Mm. I couldn't handle them, like keep rewinding and replaying her leg injury. Um, the acid really scared me. And then, and then to top it all off, you have this, this eldritch horror come out of this like large pregnant person. Mm. And, Mm. and then the zoom in on, on the daughter at the end with the smirk, you know how I feel about smiles. I, this was just so unsettling for me, but again, like I'm giving it all of the points because, you know, it, it accomplished its job as far as I'm concerned, even though it wasn't my favorite, it, it deeply disturbed me and, uh, I like hate it and that's why I like it, but like, I really hate it. Oh, it's just so, it, it, like I'm cringy and like on the verge of tears, it like made me so uncomfortable. Yeah. Absolutely. Ugh. Ugh. But in the best way. Yeah. In the best way. You get yes. points for that. You get just all, barely. all the points. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that is all of the segments. Guys, are there any other things about the movie as a whole that you want to kind of cover, throw in there that we haven't covered? Um, I do. I don't know if this is true, but mm-hmm. in – in the beginning with the Gawkers, when they were the interludes, there's one point where the guy playing with the toy soldiers sounds like he's saying Ratma and it gets cut off. And I just want to shout out Ratma as the OG from the last VHS uh, 94. I know, Nikisha, you haven't seen mm, it. I'm not okay. going to say anything else other than Hail Ratma. Hail Ratma. Okay. <laughs> Fantastical. Um, wow. Wow. So- here are some of the 90s references that I picked up. Obviously, like all the Nickelodeon mm. game shows we talked about. Ace Ventura, yeah. GoldenEye, Hot Pockets, Gogurt, Qui-Gon, Pokemon, <laughs> Mac, Webcams. And I'm sure there are a ton more. Um, but uh, those were like just just obviously all the stuff that they're showing, like, you know, like the um, all the visual stuff. But those were just some of the uh, like outside the the. the verbal references that I heard. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, do we want to do um brains? Or do we kind of cover um brains in there? I literally was going to ask the same thing because Jamie did kind of discuss. Yes, I'd like to, I sprinkled in some in. You did. You yeah. did. So well, well Nikisha, just say um brains so I can throw in the, the thing. <laughs> All right, guys. And now let's discuss um brains. <laughs> And by discussing it, we mean go back and listen to it again, and you'll get those sprinkled in tidbits. Exactly. You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess my question is like, what is it like as a person who something happened to them, uh, like that trauma affecting the whole family, like her leg? One, oh my god. When that episode was over, when that segment was over, James was like, why didn't you wish for her leg to be better or she never went on that show? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But, like, talk but, about the trauma that can happen to maybe, like, a generational member or, like, you know, and then all of a sudden that trauma affects everyone because they talk about the poverty. 
They talk about how like mm-hmm. she was going to be a star. She was going to pull them out of poverty. Like can we, I know you started to talk about it a little bit, but I'd love to go into a little bit more, maybe in a more generalized uh, version. Hmm. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, like I think, I don't know. I, my brain's like all over the place. Cause like I said, this one was just like, it's so I mean, maybe, um, maybe if I'm more clear, like how she was the star child, they pinned all of her. There's just so much pressure. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah, there's yeah. so much yeah. pressure mm-hmm. that's put on her to get them out. Like it's, it's also like not really about her. Like it's like, it's mm-hmm. like about the mom and like what, like she's the, you know, she's the matriarch. It's clear that like she is putting all of this stuff on her child. I mean, it even comes out a little bit in the, in the, um, in like the obstacle course show game show where like, she's saying, you know, my mom says like, if I put my, my, all my energy into this, then like I can get what I, what Mm -hmm. I, you know, what Mm -hmm. I want. And it's like, you can see that that is coming from the mom. Like you can really, you can connect that. Um, and so like, you know, watching, watching the mom, like it's both watching her daughter be grievously injured, but also her own dreams being dashed in that moment. Like she's like physically getting up and needing to be restrained. Um, Mm -hmm. like all of that, you can, you can get the pressure on the daughter and worse that like, they don't even stop to get her like medical attention. It just, Oh my God, it's just truly awful. Um, but yeah, it's also clear that like this moment has fundamentally like not allowed this family to move forward. Mm-hmm. It's it, like, this is the defining moment in their, in all of their lives. And like the, the both like normalcy of like the, the son, for example, just kind of doing whatever his mom says without like thinking about it, saying Mm -hmm. anything, the way that the husband is talking to the mother, um, from behind the camera. Like, again, you said still kind of maintaining the like good Christian outlook, but also like they're doing something that's like so beyond fucked up. Um, it it, like, yeah, the, the, I don't even know. I, yeah, I don't really have any like concrete thoughts to give you other than like this, this trauma has so grievously messed up this family that like they cannot move forward until until they like enact this wild revenge which like I don't even know if that would you know satisfy if they just get like if the host just ended up dying and we didn't even get like the the third part of this like you know I have no idea what would have happened to this family like you get your revenge and then what so much of your energy has been put into getting this revenge like how do you move forward? I, I truly have no idea. <laughs> they yeah. probably saved a lot on water, though, because they clearly didn't flush their duties. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just saving it up. I also love, uh, too, the, how because the girl dealt with all of this trauma with her leg, that the complete opposite, you know, she's bright and cheery and motivated and determined. And now she's nineties goth. Yeah. Yeah. It's so so interesting because it's like, okay, those are the extremes. You're either, you know, the peppy bright eyed prep person or you're just the goth person because nothing is going right at emo thing. And it was just interesting to see that that was 
the the dynamic uh, shift. <laughs> Crazy times. Okay, cool. So should we do uh, some Rotten Tomatoes for this? It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. Yeah, let's rotten. Something's rotten. Those tomatoes. Uh, That's all right, musical. What do you, what do you, th- what do you think that VHS ninety nine has on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, Nikisha, why don't you go first? Seventy mm, two. All right, Jamie. It's probably high. Sixty eight. <laughs> well, Nikisha, you win a prize because it's exactly seventy two percent. I promise I didn't cheat. Uh, Like most anthologies, VHS 99 has its ups and downs, but more often than not, this collection of short continues to, uh, this collection of shorts continues the franchise's recent creative rebound. Yeah. I mean, there's some, there's some cute moments. Yeah. (laughs) So cute. Um, If you were all interesting, I did pull up, we'll go in reverse order. Uh, VHS 94 has a 91%. Oh wow! Mm. VHS. Did you say if if you're all interesting or if you're oh maybe if you're all interested. <laughs> Listen, if you're, I was like, I do think I I think I'm interesting. If you're interesting people, then you'll want to hear this. Yes. <laughs> uh, VHS ninety four has a ninety one percent. VHS <laughs> viral has a thirty three percent. VHS two has a seventy percent. And VHS, the original, has a 56%. So, interestingly, 94 and 99, the most two recent ones, have the highest scores. Okay. Now I'm very interested in watching the the other ones. I think there's a whole catalog of them on uh, Hulu right now. Yeah. Hulu. Okay. uh, Yeah, Hulu has some of them, I think. I think. And then Shudder has... It has VHS 2 and... 94 i believe i don't mm-hmm. think it has viral but yeah, yeah. Mm. cool um great should we do the four s's yes yes skulls scare shakes and suggestions the talking horrors four s's <laughs> all right the four s's are skulls scares shakes and suggestions um skulls how it handles mental health human behavior Scares, how scary was it? Shakes, how much is going to stick with you? That's one through ten. And then we'll go with um, uh, we'll go with suggestions. Uh, but Jamie, do you want to start with your four S's? Sure. And just to confirm, is this just like overall? Because that's the only scores that I yeah, yeah overall, came up with. overall. Okay, cool. Um, so for skulls. I gave it a six. Um, I felt like, you know, people people were generally peopling in this. There weren't too many uh, too many things that like, you know, I was like, oh, this seems like really weird. And, and I feel like it made me stay in it more and like, you know, suspend my disbelief more of, of just how people were generally acting. Um, in terms of scares, I gave it a four. Um, there's definitely some like spooky jump scares that happen. And again, a lot of unsettling things that happen um, that were pretty effective. Um, for shakes, I'm going to give it a, I'm actually going to 
I don't know why I'm writing it, changing it in my thing. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. I just upped it um, because I'm still reeling from Ozzy's Dungeon. But generally, I really enjoyed all of this, all of the all of the stories. Um, and I am definitely going to add this to my list of like solid anthologies that I'm going to recommend to people for a while. Yeah, cool. Nikisha, what about you? Yeah, I feel like I'm always changing mine after we have our conversations. <laughs> And it's any direction, you know, change it to. Mm-hmm. I put this skulls as a one, but Brian, don't put anything. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it a two. I'm gonna put it up. It's two. <laughs> uh, because yeah, the people, the people are peopling, but just not how I wanted them to people. If that mm. makes sense. <laughs> uh, so scares, I'm going to give it a one only for that jump scare uh, with the demon behind the, the TV. So I'll keep that <laughs> as that because that was excellent. And shakes, I'll give it, I'll give it a five. I had it at a four. I'll give it a five just because I really did like watching just for the nostalgia. That's it. Yeah, Sure. <laughs> Um, I gave it a five for skulls. I think that sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's fine. So I just went middle of the road. Um, for scares, I gave it a three. That jump scare, Nikisha, definitely. And I think some of the unsettling natures of certain things. There was another jump scare that got me too somewhere in there. I don't remember hmm. which one. Um, but I'll do that. And then uh, mm-hmm. uh, shakes, I'll give it a seven. Maybe maybe like a 6.5. But I'll, I'll round it up to a seven. Mostly because I will always remember Mabel the skull biter. As well as the, mm-hmm. uh, like, to me, if, if one, if in an anthology series, if one of the segments really knocks it out of the park for me, um, I'll probably remember the whole thing. Um, That's fair. Uh, VHS 99 had that one in, you know, Ozzy's Dungeon, but I also really love To Hell and Back. So, like, it has mm-hmm. two solid entries, plus Survive, the Survive, um, um, suicide bid, like I'll remember that one. Mm-hmm. Less than being scary, I more than being scary, I should say. The creativeness of the individual segments is more sticks with me more than actually being scary. Um, mm-hmm. Like in '94, a couple of those segments still I think about all the time. Hell Ratma, but like I, I mm-hmm. definitely like uh, appreciate that. The same with the original one too. Um, so yeah, I'll go with I'll go with a seven on there. Um, suggestions. Uh, I'll go first because I always suggest this because I need to watch more found footage films, and I need to watch more anthology things because I do love those. But I just went the found footage route and the taking of Deborah Logan because that's just so great. Mm. <laughs> Definitely, um, Jamie. Can I go last? Sure. <laughs> Um, I'm going to suggest Southbound, uh, mm. an anthology movie. Um, again, some segments really stand out. Others don't. It's not found footage. Um, so so just something a little bit more stable visually, if that makes sense. Um, some mm. of those really knock it out of the park. Some of them are not as great. Um, but also by some of the great directors that worked on and produce all of these, but worked specifically on um, VHS, the original one. Um, but I, I really enjoy Southbound, so I'm going Southbound. Jamie? All right, Jamie. Okay, so what I tried to do was I 
I wanted extra credit, so yeah. I came up with suggestions for each segment. Oh, cool. Oh. <clears throat> um, so, and like, you know, they're so-so. I, I did I did the best I could. Um, but, okay, so in order of the actual segments. So shredding, um, I would suggest uh, both the trick-or-treat segment Halloween School Bus Massacre. Mm. Um, as a, a prank gone wrong. Um, and also Josie and the Pussycats, if you really need that like mm. late nineties, early two thousands, uh, you know, right. band vibe, um, mm-hmm. all female band vibe, you know, that's, that's, that's it. Uh, it, that's, that's what I was like thinking about while watching this. I was like, I need a horror Josie and the, like more horror Josie and the Pussycats movie. Sure, um, yes. 10 of a 10, uh, mm. for suicide bid. I mean, a classic carry, um, mm. you know, again, prank gone wrong and, and some solid revenge in there. Um, for Ozzy's dungeon, um, I went with squid game. Can't oh, go wrong yeah. with a, a game show, you know, that has some horror elements to it. Absolutely. Um, for the gawkers. So I realized there's a lot of like voyeur horror that I actually haven't seen, which is embarrassing to admit out loud. So I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't, I won't recommend something that I haven't seen. So instead, I'm going to recommend Disturbia, um, <laughs> which also is still like a voyeur, I, horror, spooky. I love Disturbia. <laughs> um, I think I saw it in theaters. Me like, too. I haven't really thought about that movie in a really long time. But like when I do, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember being like really scared by that. <laughs> um, and last but not least, to Helen Back, um, I also really struggled with this one because I liked it the most. Um, but I'm going to go with army of darkness, um, where, you know, someone gets transported to a different time place and mm. has to figure out how they get back to their reality. Um, nice. and it's a great, you know, great in the evil dead universe, which oh, I also I, love. I want to play this game. That was a fun game. Bonus <laughs> points for Jamie. Always going the extra mile. <laughs> Truly. Well, I think that about wraps up our episode of VHS 99. You guys can follow us on all of the social medias, the Instagram, the Twitter, and the TikTok. And you can watch us on the YouTubes and at Talk Horror Pod. And Brian, where can they listen to us? Sure, wherever you get podcasts. Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, rate and review us there. Five star. Oh, five stars, please. (laughs) And thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Brian, I'm really surprised you didn't talk about any other quotes that you liked. Is there um, any ones that you like to share? Oh, I just like the Mabel the Skullbiter uh, stuff, but I think <laughs> you should do your quote. Great. So to end our, our VHS 99 episode, the little boy who wanted to be uh, a famous basketball player, and he leaves us with this um, nugget of wisdom. You don't want to get dunked on, fool. <laughs> so good. Those segments where they were like highlighting the kids on the show felt the yes. most like Nickelodeon. It was amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, such a good time. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.